שוכחת שעד לפני רגע תקפה אותי בעלה בזמן שאני אפילו לא מנסה להתגונן מולך בזמן שאני אפילו לא Hello, welcome to this week's Times Will Tell, the Times of Israel weekly podcast. We just heard part of the single, B'adayim Shalcha, In Your Hands, from the second and very new album of the Jamshid Sisters, who I'm going to introduce you to right now. And on my Zoom screen, I've got Shaili on my upper left. Hey. Uh, she's, hello. <laughs> she's playing electric guitar. And Eden is down below. She's on cello. And they're both... vocalists and always have been together. But just to give you a little bit more information, they're a pair of sisters, singer-songwriters from Jerusalem, who write their original songs in Hebrew. And it's funny, as I'm listening to this single, I've always thought of their music is very quiet and soulful. It's the kind of music that we put on in the house when we want things to be a little calmer, to pay attention to the music that's around us. But this piece offers a lot more pop, I think, than in the past. We're going to talk about that and some other things because these are two women who also love Beyonce and also love Justin Timberlake and probably have some new other singer-songwriters that they've been thinking about in the past months. So let me turn the mics over to them. Shaili and Eden, say hi. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so let's let's start off with this song. Let's start off with Bia Daim Shalcha and the album. Tell us about this album, what you were looking for with this album. Um, wow. That's a good question. Um, that's Shaili, by the way, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, first of all, we have to say that we start to work on this album a really long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I think we started to write the songs and, and thinking about a second album, maybe a year after our first album. And the working process with the, the producer that we chose for this album uh, was really a journey. Also because of the... Like the, um, the rhythm, the tempo, I don't know, of uh, yeah. his, his work. Like um, he has his own time um, to do music mm-hmm. and also because of uh, COVID. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So everything took, took a while. But um, I think... Uh, I think like we wanted to at the beginning we wanted to write new songs and uh, and do new music but I think we we saw the last f- four years and understood that it's a it's like a new time for us in life we are um, we know that life is complicated the same as uh, as the first album but we take it more uh, easily I think and we wanted to celebrate life with the With more poppy music. Ah, so. that's interesting. 
Okay. Yeah. Ed, Dan, you want to take a stab at this answer? What do you want to say about this or about this album, really? Um, I think that uh, Shiley has been uh, modest because she writes most of the lyrics. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that this album is really about, um, like, um, in comparison to the first one who asked a lot of questions about life and was more, uh, I would say, um, more gloomy, <laughs> more, uh, uh, how do you say, like in, in uh, your internal world. Okay. Um, you were younger. So this album is a you bit... You guys were younger then. We were younger. Yeah. We were more dramatic about life. And uh, uh, you, we felt it also about, uh, like in the studio, we were more dramatic about like... Uh, choosing every take and uh, we used to get out of the studio after a whole day like in tears <laughs> and uh, now even though the like the world was crazy the work itself on the music was very uh, uh, fluent and very light and uh, it sounds more efficient in the sense it it's more efficient. <laughs> it's more efficient, but it took longer. Uh, right, right. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. Like because of the reality, everything took longer. But uh, like the music itself, it's um, um, it's more about like okay, we understood what our place is, and now we're taking it to the next step. And it's a bit uh, more uh, positive and a bit more uh, like hopeful about the future. Uh, I mean, Shelley's text always have. Uh, an optimist side about it. But uh, I think uh, this album is even a bit more. Let's take a step back and introduce you a little bit more to everyone, to our listeners, because uh, our listeners are all over the world, many of them in the U.S. Some of them might know the Jumpsheet Sisters, but this is their opportunity to get to know you better. Uh, You're from Jerusalem. And why don't you each tell us a little bit about your training and when you actually decided to perform together? Because it's not, as we say, move on, may love. It's not an obvious thing for two sisters to work and perform together and, you know, to write music and to take it on the road and to make this into part of what you do. Uh, Shiley, do you want to start? Or Ed, and who wants to get started with a little bit of their background bio? Uh, so Sh- Shiley is older, <laughs> <laughs> only by a year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to that's say it. About- <laughs> <laughs> that's what's funny about saying it. It's like because yeah, a year and a half. One year is different. A year and a half. Yes. Okay. All right, Shiley. <laughs> as the elder, as the elder yeah. sister, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Um. Yes, yeah, so so I'm Shiley and I'm older than my sister in one year and a half. That's that's what <laughs> we know now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started, first of all, uh, I think it's important to say that we grew up in a, in a very musical house. I mean, um, our older sister, um, she did music... Uh, since she was a kid and our parents, they really, they're not musicians, but they really appreciate music. They were playing music all the time in the house. So I think it was very natural for all of us to try one instrument, two At instruments least. when, yeah, <laughs> when we were uh, kids. So, um, 
I, I chose guitar when I was uh, 10 years old. And I just started to, to sing with the, with the guitar and, and playing. And when I was about 14, 14 years old, um, I started to write songs. They were not so good at the beginning, <laughs> but they became uh, better and better, I think. And, um, and yeah, I didn't can tell about her, uh, her musical. Her more classical uh, training, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So uh, actually, um, I was in kindergarten and there was a cello teacher that came from the academy in Jerusalem. Uh, she was kind of sick of uh, um, kids that uh, study music that their parents like kind of uh, force them to start and they're not really uh, into it or not really investing in it. And uh, she decided that she's going to do this kind of program that she finds uh, um, kids that are uh, talented for uh, cello, I guess. And... Uh, and she will uh, convince them to start uh, playing the instrument. Wow. To start learning. Yeah. And uh, so she gave, uh, we had like each like a few minutes session with her. Um, and then I got a letter that, uh, that, uh, um, that I can study cello and it's the right instrument for me, something like that. <laughs> and my parents were like, do you want to study cello? Like what? You were five. That's like, a yeah. really big instrument. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you have a small cello, but it's still pretty big. Still. Um, yes. Our grandfather uh, at the time, he was a violinist and, uh, and he was living in France and my mother talked to him and uh, said like, I don't know, they want her to start <laughs> playing the cello. She's like five. I don't know what to do. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. We're going to play together. Na, na, na. So I started playing the cello when I was five. And, uh, and uh, I studied classical music. And uh, sometime around like the age of, uh, I don't know, 11, something like that, I started singing a bit. And we were singing at like uh, ceremonies at school and stuff like that. And like there was like uh, little bands at school. Sure. And I would say that uh, somewhere around the age of 14, um, I kind of connected to Shiley at home. She was writing her songs in her room. Right. And I was kind of going to her room and listening at the beginning. She and was then, letting and you then, listen? You guys were friends? Yeah, okay. she was... We were friends. Actually, we were very good friends at that age and still. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and uh, yeah, she was playing me the song. At the beginning, I just listened. And then after a while, I started playing with her, the cello. And, uh, and after a while, we started singing together. It's kind of, that's been really um, exciting and- to realize that those moments, if you can remember back what it was like to realize that you could do this together with two, you know, similar but yet such different instruments. Yeah. Um, it must have been quite a moment. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> what do you think about it? Yeah, it was. I should say also that as far as I know, if this is still true, you guys live in the same neighborhood, a very tiny little neighborhood in Jerusalem. Is this still true? You yes. still both still live in Nechlaot? And other yeah, family yeah, the, members the as well, the... right? Other family, like everyone lives yeah. in Nechlaot. <laughs> Yes, most of us live in Achlaot. I know we sound like a cult, but uh, 
Yes. In the best possible way. In the best yeah. possible way. Yeah, yeah. did you say to yourselves okay we could we could really do this we can perform we can and obviously you started performing in your teens I but when did you realize we can do more than just do this in local clubs we can make careers out of this we can really see what our music brings to us and to others when did that moment happen well I I don't think we had this uh, this point when realization. We, uh-huh. I think we we really started. <laughs> we're very serious. Yeah, we were very serious, <laughs> and and I think uh, it was obvious for us that this is what we're going to do in life. I think all the the complicated side of it. Um, we realized when we like over the years we we needed to adapt. Like, how do you say? To um, say it in Hebrew, Latim. To fit it, to make it work. Yeah, with life, with reality. Yeah, but it so. But the dream was always there, and for us, this is was this was the reality. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty intense. Or maybe it's easier because you just it was just what you were going to do. Okay. So then I'll ask it a different way. When did it become? (laughs) Did it ever become difficult? Um, of course, <laughs> uh, it's always difficult. It's a, it's a real journey. Um, but I think the moment we start playing in front of people and we understood the magic that's happening between us and between us and the audience, uh, we realized that, uh, there is nothing better that we can give to this world. So first of all, it's very encouraging to have that in a very young age, um, and to have that in a stage in your life that you're not very worried about like what's going to happen with you, where you're going to live, what, what you're going to do for work. Like the fact that we both lived in our parents' house and um, like we were uh, not uh, so concerned about uh, like... Uh, Putting food on the about table. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, it, was, it was easy to kind of uh, put ourselves uh, like to invest in this... Uh, work and by the time we got to the stage that we were starting to get a bit uh, um, like out there and people started to get to know us um, we we were more uh, we had a few years of experience behind us it's a very strong uh, um, back yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know if you can say that yeah, yeah. Um, 
But uh, the difficulties are difficulties that every uh, kind of young startup has that you don't have a lot of money and you want to, and it's very expensive to record and to work with other musicians and uh, to pay everyone. And it was very important to us to do it in a very professional way. Not, uh, uh, we were very scared to sound like amateurs. Um, really? Because the, we're sisters. From the and beginning, that was something that you were aware of? Yeah, like when we wanted to record our first album, it was very important important to us to sound very uh, professional, and um, we don't we didn't want to kind of be seen as like these two cute sisters that have kind of like a um, <laughs> like a cute thing they do at home. Like, no, we wanted to be very uh, professional, and that costs money, and um, that's how we and. We were like thinking how to do it, and it was like the first difficulty, and uh, that's where we decided to involve our our audience. I think in the US it's called Kickstarter, right? Here it's called Headstart, right? Right. But crowdfunding yeah. is right is is absolutely the term for when you're raising money from your audience, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, we were very lucky to kind of uh, have around us a strong community of people that. Uh, um, liked our music, liked us, really wanted us to uh, kind of believed in us. And uh, so that's how we uh, were able to uh, release our first album and our second. To, what year? To remind me what year the first <laughs> album came out. It was 2016. Okay, so not that long ago, really. Not that long ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shiley, did you want to add something to that? <laughs> you, 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 see, you look like you have a thought no I uh, I was surprised uh, like I was listening to it and answer and uh, and uh, she moved really fast to the to the head start to this part but uh. Uh, no I just <laughs> I just thought about the fact that between like the time we started to do music and perform our songs uh till this moment that we we thought we are ready to record an album we had like uh 5 years or maybe more i don't know of uh, just concerts all over right. the the country and um right. like uh, getting our um our uh, your sound our, out yeah our uh, crowd our people yeah, your audience yeah sure. yeah yeah, so uh, it was, uh, yeah, I think this is what uh, Eden meant when she said that we were more dramatic when you we were younger. It's uh, it's not dramatic as uh, serious. <laughs> I think we <laughs> we took life very seriously. You were very, very directed seriously. about yeah. what you were doing. So we wanted to be like, um, to, to sound good, to see what the audience think about... Uh, like what is working, what is not working. And, and just when we felt that it's the right time, then that's when we did it. And uh, and again, very slowly, very carefully. Carefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jinx, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how would you describe your music? When you're asked this question, how do you describe it? Wow, it's a very hard question to I answer. Know, you know? I, know. I don't know why, but it is. It is. Um, I would describe it. Who? Okay. You're going to try. Uh, I'm not trying even. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. 
actually we have a nice uh, um, how do you call like a mishak milim play on words yeah play on words in Hebrew um, in Hebrew we say rokaved which means like heavy, heavy rock. rock which and uh-huh. in, yeah and we call our music rokaved which means nice. like heavy softness or something like that <laughs> right, right right that works great in Hebrew right I mean yeah well Right. I mean, Shaila, you make a good point. Why do we have to even, why do we have to identify what kind of music it is? What, what, why, you know, why does that have to happen? I guess because, you know, once you get into Apple music, they have to put you into a certain genre. So they have to know where you fit yeah. in. But I mean, yeah, it helps people, I think, sometimes to sort of understand where you're coming from. I think on the other hand, at this point, there's so much music out there in terms of how to listen to it and your and one's access to it that maybe it doesn't matter the same way it used to um so i i understand that intention yeah i i think it it and uh, i think oh sorry no no it's okay yeah i think it's uh <laughs> becoming less and less important um it's a uh, it's something to it's a question for people when they want to know what kind of music you do they want to understand Like right. uh, what they're going to listen to. But um, the fact is that uh, people are like listening to all kinds of song and either they know or doesn't um, realize, but there is all kinds of style inside of the, the songs. Right. And, uh, and also for us, I think we, we never... Uh, We're able to un- to answer this question because uh, it starts with um, yeah, we write uh, songs in Hebrew, and then we say, uh, "I play the guitar and she played the cello, and we both sing, but you know it's it's a duo, but the album we were with producers, and you put something like it became we are we are telling our story if you want right. to <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you layer all these other things in. Yes, yeah, right. so the question is uh, no longer uh, <laughs> um, right yeah. right I get it no longer relevant in that sense yeah uh, um, Ed, did you want to add something to that no it was very uh, accurate this kind of confusion that we feel but uh, if I would have to say like uh, uh, when I put uh, our music in Spotify I have to choose a few styles so the styles that I choose are usually like pop dreamy <laughs> um, I don't know and and uh uh indie kind of something like that right okay right okay so that's how you, that's how you describe it got it okay so then yeah but let's look at the Israeli music world for a moment um there's two very major radio stations that people still listen to uh there's galgalats which is sort of the uh top 40 in a sense sort of the 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 mm-hmm. The, the very popular station that gets listened to you know by many people there's 88 which is a little smaller a uh, little more discerning I would say in terms of who listens to it and what gets played there a lot more classic rock um, a lot more indie as well that's where you can sometimes hear different kind of music that you wouldn't necessarily hear on Galgalats. And is that something that even plays into your mindset at this point, given Spotify, given the access that people have 
in so many different ways to music? Do you care? Do you want your music played on the radio? How, how does this work for you guys in terms of <laughs> being out there? It's funny you should ask uh, because we are very uh, into these questions uh, nowadays. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you have a new album, uh, so... We, right. <laughs> we have a new album and... Uh, um, and actually, we were very lucky. Like every single that we uh, released from uh, this album, this new album, uh, got in the eighty-eight playlist. So great, which is which is great and amazing, and uh, it really exposed us to many new uh, people. And um, but it didn't get into Galgalats. And uh, do you care? Um, of, of course, course we, we care. <laughs> First of all, like where it's it's very funny because uh, we talked about it with uh, our band members that we are we are very nineties um, um, music uh, dreamers. Like we want to get up in the morning, get in the car, and listen uh, <laughs> to our song in the radio, like in the biggest station. Um, you know, by accident, right. like that's the dream. That's the dream. And it's funny because, uh, like our new single that really released now got into like, um, this playlist on Spotify that's called like a new Israeli pop. And it's like a really big playlist. And some would say it's even more important that like getting into Galgalat or getting into all kinds of uh, different radio stations, but still there is something, um, <laughs> That feels more real. <laughs> I get it. When it's on the radio and it's not something that you can choose to listen to. And you just on hear it by ex- like you said, when you get into the car and all of a sudden there is your song. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um but actually when when we listen to what's in Galgalats right now, um I can't really say that uh I, I do believe that our music is for everyone. It's not that it's, I don't feel it's indie. I don't feel it's weird. I don't feel it's something that, uh, not like not everyone can relate to, but still in terms of style and in terms of text, I don't feel it really fits into what's like, uh, being released in Galgalats right now. So it makes my, uh, my ego, uh, a bit less, uh, hurt. <laughs> um, that I'm like, okay, that's really not the style of what's going on right now. Um, and, uh, but we're still very lucky to get this exposure from the other, uh, radio stations. It's very, it's not something we kind of, uh, take for granted. Like, um, take yeah, for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Total. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shiley, what um, do you want to say? Shiley. Oh yeah. no, I was uh, loaded about this subject. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have uh, like um it's true that I'm older than Eden in one year and a half, but in this uh subject she's uh she's more mature than I. And she she gets life uh <laughs> she have more uh, proportion to um uh, to what's happening. I mean uh it's true I, I always uh, had a dream like to to be on the radio it's funny it could be unrelevant to right. uh, 2021 but but it's still my dream and uh, someone who is uh, choosing our songs and saying this is what uh, the people in Israel need to hear now it's uh, but uh, so when it's not happening uh, in Gergelats or something it's uh, I can get uh, disappointed and and take it very personally, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is uh, which rough. is so funny because uh, yeah. 
because it's not. And uh, right. and Eden is the 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 person who says uh, most of the time uh, everything is okay. We are doing our thing, and I'm like, but why? Why? So yeah. <laughs> so you're That's saying what's good about being two, yes. right? Yeah, I was saying, like each sounds, of us. There's good sibling support here. There's good uh, <laughs> sibling and musician and musical support. That, that's important. That's very important. Yeah. Okay. Final question: Where now that you've gotten this album done and you've said that it took longer than you anticipated, I'm sure there's something that's coming next. What's next for you? What do you think about? Hmm. I'm a. Actually, saying for the first time in uh, any kind of media interview that I am Eden, I'm <laughs> pregnant, and <laughs> very much the pregnant. next thing for me, yes, very much. And the next next thing for me is to give birth uh, to a healthy baby, Bezrat Hashem, and um, and then realize how to kind of uh, combine. Um, life uh, with music which is always a challenge but i feel like i'm uh, facing a new one now it's different, but, um, different yeah it's different but um let's say i don't have any doubt that uh, the first concert i will have after uh, giving birth is with the jamshit sisters um so i uh, we've we've done a lot of work with our uh, band for this kind of uh um, release shows that we have right now. Right. And, uh, for me, um, the next step is to do like a bit of a tour with them now that we're kind of ready. And now that the cultural world in Israel kind of opened up and we can do concerts and, uh, you know, we, ne- we never know what's coming. No, yeah. No, right. There is a possibility that everything will close up again. But, um, as long as it opened, um, I want to, uh, keep playing in front of people. And that, uh, I would say, is the most important thing for us because, first of all, that's how we started our music and it was always very strong, um, our meeting with the audience. And that's what made these last two years very difficult, that we didn't have this kind of contact with our audience right. and with people in general. Right. Right. Um, so I would say for us, the next step is... Uh, um, playing as much as we can in front of people, and of course having new uh, music uh, written and uh, and uh, new um, how do you say like shitufe uh, uh, collaboration um, collaboration collaborations with uh, other people and other musicians that uh, will uh, be perfect for us. Shiley, do you want to take a, do you want to answer that question? What's what are you thinking about for the Next stage, now that you've finished the album, getting it out there, um, about to become an ant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, yeah, I think we we still need to uh, like now that we we were able to to put our music out there and uh, perform a bit. So I think we we want to continue that for. Uh, for a while, because um, uh, we really missed it, like the going on tour with the, our songs all over the country, and with the new music, I think it's uh, you know it depends uh, in life. I can't uh, predict what uh, what and when. I know right. that 
like um, I, I always write and I always, uh, there is always a point when I can say, oh, we have a few songs. We have a few more songs. What should we do with it? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, life, life, we need to, to wait and see. Let's see Eden's baby. Let's see what's happening in my life. Let's see what's happening in the world. It will all be in the next album. I can promise that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that attitude. I definitely yeah. like that attitude. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take that with me for the rest of the day, if you don't mind. At least today, maybe tomorrow as well. <laughs> <laughs> it has been such a pleasure to speak to you both, really. Thank you, Eden. Thank you, Shiley, for being Thank with us. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you, Jessica. Te- it was lovely. Okay. I'm going to ask one more thing, which is how do you spell your name on Spotify so that people can find you? Do you do it as Shiley has on her Zoom, which is without the no, D actually, in front of it? Actually, no. It's, uh, no something is wrong here. <laughs> yeah. Someone else uh, opened this uh, account of Zoom. Oh. And uh, yeah, he okay. didn't know how to spell so jump <laughs> D-J-A-M-C-H-I-D, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes, correct. Jamshid Sisters, which of course is also written as such in the article that accompanies the podcast so that people can find you and we'll have a link to Spotify and to the, the, the video that of the song that we've been playing so that you can also find that. Oh, who is the dancer in the video? I did want to ask that. Oh, that's Gal Zusmonovic. She's an amazing dancer. And uh-huh. uh, she, she did two videos uh, for us. And uh, she also did the choreography. Uh-huh. Um, so she's amazing. Wow. And beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a very cool, very different kind of video. So I urge everyone to go have a look at it. Okay. <laughs> Back Thanks. to my goodbyes. Thank you. Thank you, Shiley. Thank you, Eden, Thank for you being so on Times Will Tell. We really appreciated it and uh, look forward to seeing you guys back on the road whenever that happens at the right time. Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Take care, everyone. See you next week on The Times Will Tell and, of course, every day on The Daily Briefing. Signing off.
Hi, it's Sarah Tuttle Singer from the Times of Israel. Come join our community and support fast and fair independent journalism. You can sign up with the link at the bottom of every single article on the site.